So a uh, very warm welcome to all our listeners uh, to our first ever uh, Project Link podcast. Yeah, first ever, <laughs> first ever episode. And we are joined uh, by myself and three other friends. Um, first and foremost, the um, esteemed, as I would say, uh, Professor Premchand Dromaraju of uh, NTU. He's a associate professor who, uh, of sociology and a master of science in applied gerontology, if I'm not mistaken, yes? Yes. <laughs> um, and he took his... Uh, Sociology PhD from Arizona State University and teaches in the area of aging and gerontology. Yeah, so he will be our guest uh, guest speaker, and I'm joined by two other friends from Project Link itself. Uh, head of uh, programs, Brother Amjad, who is not from Singapore, right? Yeah, I'm originally from uh, Sri Lanka, but I was born and brought up in Dubai. Uh, so he will probably have a lot of questions about the the elderly in Singapore yeah. and how how we as a society function with our elderly. And also joined by our beloved P- <laughs> PD project director, uh, brother Faizuddin. How are you, brother Faizuddin? Yeah, doing good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So thanks for everyone for joining us uh, here today. So since it's the first. Um, episode uh, where we're to be talking about uh, just about understanding the elderly, you know, and how the elderly are in Singapore and how we like perceive and how we understand them. See, with that, whether it's anything that it's uh, any misconceptions to be had. So, um, so first and foremost, like just to start things off, uh, how important, um, Professor Domaraju, how important are the elderly in the community? And how important is it uh, for us to understand our their concerns and needs? Uh, first and foremost, thank you uh, for inviting me for your first ever show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored and pleased to be uh, joining you guys. And it's a great initiative for you to do this. Uh, and um, uh, going to your question of how important it is, obviously in Singapore, uh, like in many other countries, the population is aging. Um, uh, so the proportion of people who are older and let's say about 65 as being older for our purposes here uh, is going to increase quite rapidly and Singapore has one of those highest rates of aging next to Japan in Asia and one of the highest in the world and therefore uh, if you look forward uh, at some point in time there will be more older people than <laughs> than younger people uh, so uh, so uh, Obviously, uh, if there is no migration, or if we exclude migration and so on. Uh, but therefore, it's a very important issue how, uh, in, if you think about human history, uh, uh, there's not been any time in human history there in which there were more older people than younger people, right? <laughs> so it's, it's a big change for how societies have been organized for thousands of years because there's not been, there's not been any society which has had this type of uh, demographic structure so it means that we need to rethink about many things about how society operates how governments operates uh, how people interact with each other uh, what type of solidarity there's going to be within the society between generations and so on Mm -hmm. Uh, so those for those reasons just for demographic reasons because this is happening and this is a serious issue because uh, 
people are not going to have children <laughs> or people uh, are not suddenly going to have four or five children because it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, not, it's not going to happen. So, uh, so, uh, so the only consequence is that we are facing a um, population which is going to be older and how to deal with it because mm-hmm. as human beings and as societies, this is very new. As I said, it's, it's, it's unprecedented in human uh, history yeah. that there will be a lot more older people than younger people. So, so that's why it's important. And uh, I think we can discuss more as we go along. Yeah. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of the the stats I kind of like mm-hmm. took a look while mm-hmm. while researching is that within by the by the year 2035, mm-hmm. they expected the ratio to of elderly to the working population to be two to one. Yes. Whereas now mm-hmm. it's somewhere around five to one. I'm already yeah. starting to see the signs of struggle mm-hmm. uh, in s- sustaining and helping the uh, the elderly in some ways. Mm. So, just mm-hmm. is there any misconceptions that we have uh, regarding the elderly? Um, I mean, uh, well, we can use maybe we say, I mean, the word elderly itself is a stereotype, right? I mean, it's commonly used in Singapore, so it's yeah. okay. But generally speaking, people. The elderly connotes certain stereotypes. Right? Yes. Maybe elderly <laughs> means the, that. That's the, that's the uh, you can say elderly is positive because we uh, revere them, honor them, and mm-hmm. so on. But in other societies, maybe elderly is uh, no longer used precisely because elderly is associated with uh, certain attributes of people mm. not working or people depending on others or people being frail, people yes. needing help, and so on and so forth. Therefore, now if you see uh, at most places, uh, uh, people don't use elderly as a, as a term to describe mm-hmm. older people because elderly seems to be kind of an uh, uh, kind of a noun you're describing this mm-hmm. as elderly yeah. uh, older people in that sense in a sense it's more like an adjective like people get older you're older than yeah. I'm older than you but old <laughs> so older, it's not an old person but it's older, older things that yeah. is just a, it's just on a time scale yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah so uh, yeah, so I mean, the uh, uh, there are a lot of stereotypes, right? In that sense, right, uh, of uh, uh, el- elderly or older people as needing certain things, as being dependent on others, as not being productive, oh. as being uh, uh, kind of a burden to the society. In that sense, like in financial sense and so on, in societies where there are pensions and social benefits, which mm-hmm. obviously older people consume, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not producing. And I mean, I'm saying all this within quotes. Yeah. <laughs> like your your listeners may not know. Yeah, may not actually, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that uh, <laughs> because I'm saying within quotes. I'm not saying this is the thing. So oh, as we, yeah, as we are talking about stereotypes and so on. Yeah. So uh, so going back to your example, I think you made a good point. Like uh, the statistics that you yeah. stated. If you look at Singapore. A lot of schools are closing. I mean, a lot of secondary schools are merging. Yeah, there's a the recent JCS yeah. merging. Uh. Yeah, so a lot of it. Essentially, it's like you're cutting the number of JC schools in half. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, the, the, yeah, but and then you need to spend that money on older people's whatever <laughs> the needs are, right? Yeah, that so true. that would people would say, yeah, why schools are closing and you need mm. all this like old age or older people's homes and say you know, hospitals and so on and so forth. That might uh, uh, lead to certain misunderstandings oh, right, and stereotypes and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're trying to say, or what can I kind of understand, is that the connotation of the word elderly in Singapore mm-hmm. is something 
derogatory in, in some sense instead of maybe in other cultures where the term elderly would be associated with like wisdom or yes. maybe like a load of experience that the, the younger generation can, yeah. can I'm not saying it in Singapore it's that but in other societies it is it maybe is Singapore so. is still I, you guys are Singaporeans mm-hmm. but yeah. you might know what elderly means but it's commonly used people is, it doesn't have the same negative connotation mm-hmm. as in many other countries maybe it's somewhere in the middle uh, in terms of connotations right mm-hmm. so in some countries it has very negative connotation therefore they're mm-hmm. no longer using it yeah. but in some countries people uh, take it as a badge it's a good thing people call them elderly right? uh, maybe right, Singapore right. is somewhere in the middle so, in, the, in, the, in that sense do, uh, do you see it as becoming more as like the young mm-hmm. the young generation seeing them as more in a more negative light as more the because the, the, what I yeah. what I like in a more traditional sense whenever mm-hmm. like when my parents talk to me about mm-hmm. like my grandmother and everything, it would be always in a like a um my grandmother would be a knowledgeable person who's got loads of experience, mm-hmm. got loads of experience. However, nowadays when you're talking to like, young people, mm-hmm. especially like in the workplace, everything we say the elderly are uh, these people who, you know, not with the times or not keeping up with the times. Mm-hmm. That's always there. That always been there, right? Young people think they know better <laughs> than older people. That's intergenerational. Um, Conflict has always been there. Yeah. It's not like a new thing. Even uh, 1960s, 70s, you can think back. Mm. Uh, there's always uh, yeah, young people think differently in that sense. <laughs> well, they have different priorities and different uh, psychological states uh, and mm-hmm. so on compared to older people which who might value different set of things. Right? So, and therefore, there's going to be a conflict. Right? Oh, uh, so, in that sense, yeah. Uh, in that sense of personal thing. Uh, but also, people also like if you're talking about your own grandparents and so on people obviously mm. think differently compared to other older people when you give them as a gender group uh, yeah so you don't want to mm. think about your own parents or grandparents yes. as being uh, not very useful but if you think of older <laughs> people generally mm. other than yeah, your, yeah. other than your family basically the mentality switches yeah, to switches be, yeah. 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 yeah yeah whether uh, they are taking away all your resources or taking away your jobs I think we're a bit slow in doing things, cannot understand your point. <laughs> yeah. So all these things are quite common intergenerational type of issues, right? Uh, but the, that has always been existing in different societies just because there are different values. People, uh, different generations have different so values and so on. So there's a lot of misconception and in, in a way uh, differences in, in uh, thinking. Yes. between this generation gap. So is there any concerns that of the elderly that uh, we might have a misconception of as well? Like what are their what are their concerns? Like as they grow old, as they venture into like a new age group in some certain sense where their priorities change. Mm-hmm. I mean as you age people uh, much more look for uh, happiness and satisfaction right mm-hmm. compared to other aspects and so on so family plays a bigger part in that right? uh, if you have a family which meets or you have a contact with your family members mm. uh, type of support that you receive or the type of contributions that you can make to the family and the family values your contribution so mm. those are very important for older people right uh, and obviously older people can also contribute in that sense whether they're taking care of grandchildren in the family sphere but also in other spheres too, right? People continue to work, 
mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, so valuing their contribution is one of those things that older people uh, would like others to do. Right? People, uh, older people would like them to be valued, right? like them to be right, valued exactly. in the sense of value their type of contributions they're doing, both for their families and the society, and so on. So it's yeah. kind of like a move. It's kind of like a shift in priorities from like the material ones to something a little more in, intangible. Yes, that's a good point. So moving away from maybe in your middle age and so on, you're you're looking for your career, you're looking for yeah, yeah, type yeah, of yeah, other yeah. types of uh, things. Mm-hmm. Get older, uh, you're not looking for those types of things. You're looking mm-hmm. for more for uh, emotional satisfaction, happiness and so on and so forth. So, um, so those values are much more important. Uh, compared to other values, right? So, uh, yeah. Mm. And so, is it important for the elderly to have like a clear focus in what they want to do um, after mm. they have, um, let's say, they've stopped their career, mm. when they have a life settled, you know, their mm. kids mm. Uh, who have grown up and everything. Mm. It's, it's kind of important that they have a, a new set of focuses yeah. you know, to bring to move them forward, right? Um. I mean, that's one way of thinking. I mean, uh, uh, people think about old age as being something different, like this cut off point 65. <laughs> Suddenly you want to do other things. No, right? It's, in the past, well, the people. The government cuts it off at 65. Yeah, it's, no. just, it's just an arbitrary <laughs> measure, right? Yeah. Uh, just completely arbitrary. It could be 70, but by the time you guys are older, okay. it might be. Because you guys are going to be living till 90 years. And then uh, what are you going to do for under 30 years of your life? You know, you're going to sit at home for under 30 years. Hopefully, you're not going to be working for that long. Yeah. But but 65 is just, I mean, it's completely arbitrary. sense. Uh, So, uh, I mean, uh, the the point I wanted to make is that old age is not, older age is Mm -hmm. not something different that is um, cut off, right? So, we want to think about it from the whole life course, right? Mm -hmm. People... Uh, just want to continue doing the type of things they're able to do mm-hmm. from the past. Right? So suddenly people cannot pick up things at 65. Yeah. <laughs> so people are like, you can't become more exercised just at 60. If you've not done it for the last yeah, 65 yeah, years, yeah, 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 it's going to be very difficult for you to do other things. I mean, you might pick up some things, but uh, generally speaking, you need to, uh, um, older people would like to continue doing things that they've been doing yeah, yeah, the past. Kind of, kind of but like maybe at a, maybe not at the f- full extent, but to a certain extent, uh-huh. to their own um, abilities and so on. So it's just what they need is a continuity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So rather than doing completely different set of things when you get older. Uh-huh. Some people might be like that. They want to retire and then maybe go on holidays and so on. And so but there are very few. That's kind of a myth, right? How many people just can go on holidays Maybe like 65 suddenly well. <laughs> <laughs> at 65 you have the yeah so maybe that's something that's promoted right so you, thought, you talked about also the mm. that the elderly once yeah. they get older they wanted happiness and more self yeah. content yeah. do you think that's something lacking in the younger generation that they might give for example their parents once they get older a good mm-hmm. house but maybe they won't give them the emotional support that they need it's uh, I mean that's uh, I mean that's one of those things right because uh, it's not that the children cannot give but children may not be able to because you know, obviously in Singapore it's okay but a lot of Singaporeans also migrate outside and yes, live behind their so. live behind their uh, parents and grandparents here who are staying alone maybe they go to Australia the children go to Australia whatever right uh, and the children might also have the, the 
I mean, they're also too stressed working with their responsibilities. They have their and so own on. goals. They have their the own goals and so on. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously there might be differences in opinion and values mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Uh, so, uh, so it's 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 not to blame the younger generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, because you need to understand their situations yeah. and things like that. And uh, I think the older people realize also, right? If you are, you don't expect your children or whatever grandchildren come and visit mm-hmm. you every day, unless you are staying in the same house, right? But they also, I mean, it's some form of contact. Yeah, right? some, it's some form of contact. Some form of relationship is okay. It's not like it doesn't need to be a very dense, like very everyday type of relationship. But at least uh, somebody they can turn to and somebody that's there to talk to and so on and so forth. Right. So, because loneliness is one of those, um, it's kind of a, it's one of the biggest problems facing the elderly now, right? This, the, the whole the whole issue of uh, loneliness and the issue of taking care of their mental health. Yeah. Because um, when you, I mean, I guess maybe the mental health is something that in Singapore we don't talk of yes. as much, but it's getting yeah. more and more prevalent and. It's, it's shedding. It's being shed mm-hmm. a light more and more, yeah. uh, especially in 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 the elderly commun- mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. So, how important is mental health? Taking care of mental health at such an, an old age. Um, mental health. I mean, I mean, we are talking about general mental health like stress and so on. But there mm-hmm. are also obviously mental conditions which, uh, which only happen for older people, or which happen more often for older people, like dementia and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Dementia is a quite big. It's a high, big risk factor, uh, especially for people getting older, and the risk goes up like beyond seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. It's almost certain, like at least half of them will have some form of dementia, right? As you get older and older, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, that's a mental health issue uh, that is not tied to. Um, family because the dementia is completely yeah, I mean, like totally separate from one yeah. Where the you type of things yeah yeah <clears throat> so uh, yeah so i mean there are some mental health issues like that which oh. affects the older people like dementia or other alzheimer's or because the older people also uh, some of them also have higher risk of getting other diseases which mm-hmm. might lead to stress so we might have a chronic condition like chronic pain you might have other complications and so on mm-hmm. medical conditions which uh, might lead to uh, which lead to mental health issues, right? Oh, in, in, in that sense, right? So as a consequence of having other conditions and so on. So, um, but also mental health could be a factor, could be also a result of social isolation, mm-hmm. like what you're talking about, loneliness and so on. So uh, mental health is very broad. But for our discussion, maybe we just focus on the social aspects yes. like social. maybe social aspects of mental health right so um, yeah so that's uh, uh, that's that's also an important factor so um, yeah uh, human beings need other people yeah, <laughs> most like some people okay like to be on their own but m- most of them would want to have some meaningful relationship with others mm-hmm. yeah. right whether it's being friends or whether it's about kin or whatever the relationship, some meaningful relationship yeah. with others. Right. So if that is if that is not there, then people might feel isolated, mm-hmm. uh, alienated, and uh, that might lead to loneliness and other uh, 
and the mental health issues yeah yeah mm. i think the um one of the main uh, so you, you mentioned before is the onset of uh, certain medical conditions that mm. will cause them a lot of stress mm. but um i think maybe the and the loneliness factor is probably one of the biggest reasons i i feel mm-hmm. because sometimes when they mm. when they lose their partner mm. they lose their partner who uh, passed away yeah. much earlier mm. and probably they're not be able to walk as much as before mm. so they're kind of like cooped up in their house yeah. and especially you mentioned before uh the um kids who kind of have their own focuses in life yeah. and they don't see themselves uh, much at home especially the if they're not staying mm. uh with their kids so mm. i think that's one of the um onsets of uh mm. 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 social mm. mental health issues but mm. so do you think that this is something that is um underappreciated in singapore something that we don't talk about more often or something that's not in the minds of the kids that we need to take care of not just the physical health of mm. our parents but also the mental health of parents as well uh It depends upon whether you already have a person. Like, if you have a person, mm-hmm. older person home, you might realize those things. But if you are just young, I mean, you don't have any other close person who's older, mm-hmm. and you don't see them often, so you may not realize it. So, uh, as a society, I think, like, if you are in middle ages and above, people will realize that there are em- like emotional aspects mm-hmm. that you need to get take. Uh, and uh yeah but how to take uh, how to do that is the question right you talk about mobility is a big concern yeah. right? if you if you're not mobile then your opportunities are very limited to meet other people uh, to do things that you want to do and so on right so uh yeah so those types of other factors are also come into play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh i'm sorry is this something that um Does this conversation pop up in when you're in Dubai or in Sri Lanka? Or is this something that it's just um, appearing out in Singapore? Is this something very new to you when you're talking about like the mental health issues of of the elderly, just specifically the elderly? I mean. Okay. Yeah. So actually, for me, um, being in Sri Lanka, being in Dubai, and being in Singapore, the perspective on elderly is completely different. So um, if you look at Dubai, um, I was reading some statistics. on the world bank in 2018 i think the percentage of elderly is around 1.5 whereas in singapore and sri lanka it, it's similar it's about 11 and 10 but still um it's a different perspective um so actually uh, when i arrived in singapore to nus um around 6 months ago yeah that's actually one <coughs> of the first things i noticed so in the hotel i would see an elderly gentleman uh, very caring and looking at us so when i would take a grab i would also see an elderly gentleman and that's something you don't see in dubai you don't see much elderly mm. um in sri lanka you do see elderly but uh you don't see them in the working force uh, so i think maybe one of the questions i always had and probably i'll put this back to the professor is like what's the secret what keeps them motivated to do work compared to the sri lanka where the percentages of elderly over 65 is approximately the same Yeah, because uh, if you're in Singapore, no choice you have to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant it as a joke. I mean, I see it's also a serious point because uh, obviously there's the strong work ethic. Uh, plus, there are a lot of opportunities for older people to work, yeah. and plus uh, there are a lot of incentives for them to work. Right, so it's a mix of factors. So what they are, uh, 
what Singapore does best is long-term planning uh, to see what policies work without any ideological... Uh, I mean, there are some ideological underpinnings to the policies, but generally speaking, they are good. Uh, when you fold, I mean, the, one of the biggest predictors of well-being in older life, for most, obviously there are exceptions, for most people is being active, mm, right? Wow. What does being active? It, it doesn't necessarily need to be work, but staying, for most of them, it's going to be work, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, I mean, you can criticize the policy saying that older people are working because they don't have money and so on. But in a sense, they're working, uh, it's also good for them, and not in the money-wise, in, in addition to money, it's also good for their mental and mm. social well-being. So today when I was coming to my office, at, uh, I mean, I came early today at 6.30. My bus, uh, I took the bus from home, from Bundle. The bus was, uh, uh, half of the bus were older people because all of them work in canteens and like cleaners and ah, so on. So like there are 30 older, the, the bus is like the older people's bus. I was, the, I, I was, I think I felt like, young because like, because all the people come at 6.30, the yeah, students don't yeah, come. Yeah. It's just all the, because all the canteens, all the cleaners, all the, uh, like the uh, canteen persons, like a uh, food stall and so on, yeah, yeah. all of the older people. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, um, it's, I mean, they are talking with each other in the bus, they have friends, they come to work. It's good. Maybe you are saying your mind is active, you're physically active, um, and 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 you're economically independent and so on. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in that sense, uh, it's 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 good uh, uh, because there are opportunities for them to do. In other countries, because there's competition from young people, young people might uh, uh, displace older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other countries like Sri Lanka, if there are uh, people may not want to give a job to older person because they think. This pe- the older person may not mm-hmm. be able to work, and that thing is doesn't happen in Singapore to the same extent mm-hmm. as it happens in other countries. So you're saying that the window of opportunity for mm-hmm. older people to work in Singapore might be a bit bigger as compared to other countries. That's yes. why you see more people in the workforce. Yeah, so there are a lot of opportunities <coughs> to work, and there's a lot of incentives for them to work. Uh, and obviously, if you're an older person, you're working, you get your workfare supplement, which mm-hmm. is an additional top up besides your salary. And you get it only if you're working, right? So you have oh, your okay. workfare work supplement, so the government tops up a certain amount of money in does addition it, to your Does it go into your CPF? Or I, th- it I, th- I think yeah, it goes, some of it goes into CPF, some of it you can get into cash, I think. I don't know the exact details. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also your employer, certain employers also get some credit, like monetary credit for employing older people, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, uh, so uh, it's a system, right? It's not like, uh, obviously, if you're an employer, uh, you you'll be very happy to get somebody from like India, Bangladesh, at a cheaper like seven hundred dollars <laughs> to work in a canteen and do cleaning and so on. Yeah. It's cheaper than yeah. employing an older person to whom you have to pay your CPF and all the uh, all the other things. But because the government has set up the system in, in a such a way that employing older people makes sense for uh, for the employers, and it also makes sense for older people to come to work. Because they, in addition to the salary, they get additional benefits from the government, and in addition to that, they also are happy, are happy in the sense they're active and they are engaged and so on. They don't want to sit at home mm-hmm. all the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, retirement itself is a kind of an outdated concept, right? People, uh, maybe many countries don't have a retirement age. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Many countries actually. Uh, 
people don't retire so at all. So you're saying that this uh, phenomenon of yeah. people working uh, past their certain age as mm. they would last time, this phenomenon is just not happening in Singapore, but it's kind of a global phenomenon as the mm. world gets you know older, more people mm. are living longer and everything. Yeah, uh, in, in most societies, depending upon how the societies are structured and what the opportunities mm. are, Right, in many societies, people retire at 55, I think in China it's 55, 57. Mm. Many other countries, there it's are... It's a dream over here, yeah. to retire at the age of 55. <laughs> and people, I mean, in France, you can see in the last few months, people have been protesting against retirement, right, because their mm-hmm. retirement is about, I think, at 60 or something like that, mm-hmm. which is very early for a developed country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people want to, nowadays, that is a big perk there, and then now the government wants to extend the retirement age because it cannot finance the pensions. And then people are protesting, saying that this no, no, we want to retire at sixteen, mm. right? Because they want. To. But France is a completely different culture in the sense that people are used to not working for yeah. two or three yeah, months a year, yeah. and then they have a lot of things to do in retirement. Yeah. Like, like the system is completely different. So, uh. so in that system, it makes sense for people not to work <laughs> because they get the money anyway, the pensions and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so there are different systems and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, right, so I mean, so you're saying that the system in Singapore is set up to yeah. enable uh, people to work, but at the same time, they provide uh, a lot of safety nets, a lot of policies inside in a, in in a way that it does help them, uh, while at the same time allowing them to work at their own pace. Yeah, that's exactly true. I mean, that's exactly you you uh, you made it, you summarize it very well. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's a system in place which bo- provides incentives for people to work, incentives for employees to employ older people, mm-hmm. and and as a system, it's beneficial for the society as a whole because it also takes care of older people and so on. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what are the other safety nets as apart from the yeah. the top ups to to salary? Do you know of any other um uh, any other safety nets or programs that would benefit uh, the elderly in the long run? In Singapore? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, as you know, Singapore has very targeted welfare. Mm-hmm. So it's not that all older people will get uh, extra money and so on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's people who really need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe people, the bottom 20% of older people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's now the... Uh, What's it called? Um, anyway, silver bonus or something like that. Uh, that is silver support scheme. Is it? Yeah, silver support. I think the bottom twenty percent, uh-huh. bottom twenty percent of older people would get that support. Uh-huh. In addition, uh, in addition, obviously, if you are the pioneer generation, you have this pioneer generation package. Yeah. If you are like Medeca generation, you get the Medeca generation. Uh-huh. So those are one of things. Not uh, not every generation is going to get it. <laughs> so this might be the only two generations that are going to get it because these are very unique set of older people because they grew up when Singapore was poor or still developing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they don't have enough, they, they did not accumulate enough resources or don't have the same amount of education and so on. Yeah. So for this generation, for our generation, or for your generation, it might be completely different because you, all of us might be much more better prepared financially and in many other ways compared to those older people right now because these people are really from yeah, the 1940s, yeah, yeah. 1950s, right? So 
So, and therefore, the, these two cohorts might be the only ones who get these packages. I don't think all the, all the older people will get it. In future generation of older people will get it. A lot of other, I mean, uh, there are a lot of other targeted schemes uh-huh. meant for different sections of older people, whether it's on healthcare, social support, and so on, but they are, they are targeted, meaning that you don't have anybody to help you, and there's nothing you can do for yourself, yes, you might get some government help. So it's very targeted in that sense. So it's yeah. not like a sweeping. It's not sweeping like a universal. Everyone gets something. Yeah, and it's not like a universally provided welfare, uh, like in right, the right. like in many European countries. It's universal in the sense yeah, that you yeah, yeah. would get something, but here you would get something if you only uh, if you really need it, if you really have no other choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, go yeah, to the yeah. government type of thing. That's right? so it's very targeted in that sense. Right. So these policies do help them in their workplace, but however, yeah. um, do you think that there is any f- still any form of uh, age discrimination when these older people um, start yeah. to work? And I'm talking about the people, what you mentioned before, the lesser skilled workers, those who don't have yeah. that much education. Do you think they mm-hmm. face this problem uh, still in the workplace in Singapore? I mean, the lesser skilled in one sense are better off because because they have less skill and they can work in the canteen or like mm-hmm. skill, jobs that are that de- doesn't require any particular any particular knowledge uh, specialist knowledge and so on but if you're a middle if you're, if you're like a middle occupation type of job person if you and if you and if you if you're retired or if you become older it might be much more difficult for you to find a similar job right for if for example if you're a banker and so on it's very difficult once you retire to find a banker job yeah, yeah, because yeah, your yeah, salary yeah. nobody wants to pay you yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the salary is but for low level jobs it's okay because it's low level so actually this might be a problem for people who are not in the low skill jobs oh, so it's because not, it's difficult uh, for them to find a job at the same level yeah, right yeah. that's why the government has now said that uh, you can re-employ people but you don't need to pay them the same salary so we have the re-employment age, right? Mm. So you can the, all the employers have to re-employ. That is at fifty. No, it's sixty-three. Oh, okay. And then you, I think it's going to go up to sixty-five, and then you need to employ them because the retirement age is going to increase to sixty-five, and then you need yeah, to re- yeah. employ them for under two to three years. Right. So that's required. It's required. Yeah, by law. But you don't need to pay them the same salary. Suppose yeah. you're getting ten thousand salary at sixty-five. Your company has to re-employ you for under two years in sixty-seven, but you don't need to pay you ten thousand. But you can pay you can pay seven thousand. Whatever the things like okay. it's up to oh. it's up to the person to accept it or not. But you have to, you have to make an offer. Okay. The only reason you can it cannot the only reason you are allowed not to make re-employment offer is when the person when the older person is has some limitations and well, there's any health uh, health, health issues or anything. like performance issues and right, stuff like right. that. So, uh, yeah, so that's the issue because older people are very expensive to employ because uh, because you have, have like, you have like 40 years of experience uh-huh. compared to a starting person, your salary is always going to be higher. Ah, right. right? right. So, uh, for like higher skill, for mid, mid and higher skills, employees will think twice whether should I continue employing this person for under four or five years or get a younger person who's going to we cost pay, me half uh, the You can pay them much less, less than what you yeah. would for, for, for an older person, yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of trade-offs. 
So we can't just mandate saying employees does not you employ this person till whatever age because there's a trade-off, right? Because does it lead to other consequences for the company in terms yeah, of financial, yeah, financial. consequences? <coughs> what are the implications for younger persons entering the labor force? So, the yes. so one of this, you, going back to your first question about misconceptions and so on. One of the big misconceptions is that the older people are hogging all the jobs, right? There's no yeah. place like a younger person to get a job or like go get up the scale because nobody's retiring and everybody's there. Right? <laughs> when do I go up and become the director, whatever the thing you want to do? Because uh, yeah, yeah. somebody has to move out. Someone is still there in that position. Also, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, those are kind of valid concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I mean, sometimes they're not valid because if the economy is expanding and so on and so forth, it's good, but if the economy is still remains the same and they are mm. competing for the same resources and the older person is taking this resource, the job, which is uh-huh. a job, then uh, then there, m- there might be a lot of intergenerational conflict oh, in the sense right, that, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so. Just, just to talk about the contract basis mm. that you mentioned just now, yeah. they are allowed to give any amount uh, there has to be a. Yeah, I think there should be some in legislation. Yeah. I read the legislation. Uh, because in my mind, I was thinking that you know no, they need we, to make it reasonable. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> they can't say I'll just pay you hundred dollars when you're raising yeah. ten thousand. <laughs> obviously, the hundred dollars no one will come. No, so no, obviously, no. there must be a reasonable uh, yeah, uh, job. No. But it doesn't need to be the same thing. Though the key point is that you don't need to hire the person at the same level at the, with the same salary. Oh, but right. you can off. But you can't suddenly if you're a manager, you can suddenly ask them to be a cleaner and so on. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's built in the legislation would have built in like yeah, you know, yeah, reasonable, yeah. Uh, reasonable salary and reasonable job scope. And uh, still be protected. Yeah, sense, still be yeah. protected. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. there's no point of. Otherwise, the employers will be something. Yeah, yeah. So because it's legislated, because people can take you to the court oh, uh, if you're not re-employed because it's by law. And if they uh, don't offer you the reasonable thing, then uh, obviously the person can take you to the court saying you are being oh, right. discriminated because it's by it's by law. It's not like an it's not like a favor. It's not a favor that the employees oh, are doing. It's right, they are required right, to do it, right? The same with advertisement and so on. Now you can't advertise saying that based on age or based on race or things like that. You can't advertise on in the newspaper, right? So or based on nationality. Like you can't say I only want younger people and things like that. Unless there's some job, sometimes it might require that thing, but 90% of the job doesn't require age as a criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like a f- more physically demanding for job. Like if you're, obviously, if you're an army and so on, you retire at 40, what, 45. Mm-hmm. 45, things like that. There are very few jobs like that, but generally, you're not allowed to put age as a criteria yeah, for hiring, hiring people. So these um, if they do reduce their 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 pay scale, mm-hmm. is this the same scheme where the the government does a no? This is reemployment. That's workfare. Workfare is only for low skilled people. Ah, so there's I think it's there's I think it's less than thousand five two thousand salary or something. Like that. Mm, yeah, if you exactly. get beyond that, you don't get workfare. So workfare is targeted at ah, uh, lower right. income, uh, lower income jobs, people doing lower income jobs, and also people who are poor or like in the poorer sections, like bottom. Quarter, yeah. So in, in kind of the same uh, same scope, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that the concept of lifelong learning yeah. is important going from, yeah. or we say transitioning yeah. in that sense? Uh, yes, I mean, it's very, very important. So, um, I mean, as we talked about earlier on, because old age doesn't happen, people mm. get older. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a transition. Transition yeah. and uh, 
people will not learn things at 65 you know if they're mm-hmm. not been doing any learning mm-hmm. for the past 44 40 or 40 the years or so on. After college, you don't, you did not learn anything. Learning in the sense, like learn, I mean, you yes. learn all the time because you're living, yeah. living, you're learning things. But beyond that, learning, learning in the sense of learning skills and learning specific competencies and uh-huh. so on. You have to do it throughout your life so that, uh, so that you will also do it when you get older. And uh, uh, and obviously, learning is gives you a lot of satisfaction, gives you confidence, make friends, and so on and so forth. There are other additional benefits. Uh, for learning, so lifelong learning is very important. One of the things about jobs is uh, that your skills get obsolete. One of the reasons yeah, why older yeah, people yeah. find difficult getting jobs beyond that salary thing is that their skills may not be relevant. So you guys are doing mechanical engineering now, and uh, by when you're 65, the this, the knowledge of that field would have changed quite a bit, right? Yeah. So uh, unless you've been keeping yourself updated, uh, your skills will be obsolete. Even if you get a very good degree from a new age, it's going to be outdated. After like 20-30 years, definitely it's going to be outdated. So yeah. uh, the skills obsolescence is one of the reasons why it's always very difficult for older people to get jobs. Mm. And then if you're not doing learning, it's also people, very difficult for people to apply their mind suddenly if they've not been doing it throughout the thing. Right? It's so like it's doing exercise, you've not, never done exercise. Because some people can get the motivation to start doing it when they are sixty, but, well, it's kind of but on average, on average, you can't because that's how human nature works, yeah, right? You can, you can. I mean, you can change those things, but generally speaking, it's very difficult. So, uh, so lifelong learning. That's why all of us in Singapore get like five hundred dollars. Yeah, for skills, like skills, skills future and everything. Yeah, right? it's part of lifelong learning, right? You, uh, know, you can use that to take courses and uh, continue learn throughout your life so that you are up to date not just on your skills, but also other things happening in the societies you're active and you can participate in social and civic uh, yeah, uh, yeah. contribute to all, to all those things. So yeah, learning could be of any form. Yeah, so, so, but lifelong learning is quite important. Yeah. So I guess the lesson here is that in order to still have that kind of the drive and that passion in your old age, you got to start having that, 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 um, Mindset, yeah. yeah, the mindset and yeah. the thinking when you're younger, so that it goes all the way to you when you're older, and, yes. and you're still relevant in something. Yeah. So, is that another issue of work? Do you think that concept of life learning, or those who lack that concept of life learning, do do you think that is one of the problems that uh, workplace discrimination falls under? Hmm. Because they're not having lifelong learning. Hey, what I mean is like um, they don't want to keep up with the times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, different people have different motivations. Some people just want to comfortable with doing what they are doing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. want to do anything more. They just want to retire. But hopefully, as a society, we are going towards having fewer of those types of people because as societies we can influence people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, there are going to be exceptions. If you have five million people, there might be hundred thousand. Who just don't care, but hopefully yeah. the under four hundred ninety thousand, we can mold them in certain yeah. ways, right? So it's not going to be universal, but we are looking at as uh, in general, like what are, mm. what are people's mindset? Like in general, in Singapore, older people continue working, right? Mm. There are still people who don't work, even though they can yeah. work, but most of them continue working because they value work and so on. So the same way, in general, going forward, we can think about Singapore's older people as as a learning as learners. Uh, yeah. They continue to learn. Yeah. We can shape their attitudes and values t- through uh, uh, 
throughout their lives so that they continue to learn. So now everybody has these five hundred dollars, and hopefully going forward, because there's a lot of promotion on learning. Mm, right? So yeah, the government yeah. is promoting a lot. You see on the advertisements on TV or on the bus stops, like the ban and like the thing. So people know that learning is important. Yes. Yeah. Uh, learning could be anything. You can you can learn Korean. I mean, the most popular skills future courses are like cooking courses. Yeah, cooking. Which is not going to you're not going to be going to cook by learning this five hundred dollar course. Yeah. But uh, so learning uh, is doesn't need to be like product like in a sense like uh, economically yeah, useful. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, learning yeah. can be anything. So that's the key point. That's why skills future is very good because you can use it for any. So it's like, like people write to State uh, Times complaining, yeah. right? Why people? Why is why why are you allowing people to take like Korean language course because they're going to only watch the Korean drama? <laughs> so it's not useful. Why is the government raising five hundred? Because kids, which just cost a lot of money because each yeah, of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's going to be topped up in the future and so. On. But that's not the intent because learning is uh, because all of uh, you guys are in the university. You're not going to just learn engineering skills. You're learning all other things, right? Yeah. Like humanities and that. So. Learning, so so learning is broadly conceived. So that's one of the, I mean, uh, the, the I think this is one of the points that um, the the Singapore government has done, which usually doesn't do because it's very focused on economic contribution. Yes, yes, but this yes. future is designed not in, with that in mind, uh, with much more broader thing in mind, uh, which uh, which is very good. I mean, yeah. which is very good because learning is not just learning for to become your, become a worker or an economic. Uh, production unit, yeah, but yeah, also it's yeah, broader, yeah. right? And I guess it's all of us so, want to learn things. So I guess whatever the, it is. So I guess the current society is that the, the societal thinking is that you gotta learn. The reason why we are learning is to get money. Yeah, some, for some people. Yeah. For some people, yeah. and then the, the government spends money on this yeah. thing. People are not very happy. Mm-hmm. But uh, 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 yeah, but so some people. Uh, some people are not happy with <laughs> many of the things the government does. But yeah, so yeah. <laughs> But I think it's a good policy as a policy because I think it's in the right direction because mm. that my learning, uh, lifelong learning is not about l- just about skills mm. or like make you useful for the economy. But lifelong learning is about your own fulfillment to a certain extent. You want to learn Korean and watch Korean drama, it makes you happy. Yes, <laughs> you want to make a, learn cooking and then cooking, uh, you can like you can cook, cook, for your cook family. for family or cook for yourself. It brings you happiness. Yes, why not? I mean, it it makes you satisfied that you are you have learned something and mm. you can you're confident that you can do things. Yes, why not? I mean, it's this human nature, right? Yeah. yeah so, uh, so that's I mean that's a very good. I mean, the skills future is actually very good because the skills future has a lot of other things also. Skills future you can also get skills future credit for doing a professional program. You can have skills future fellowship. Which uh-huh. covers like master's degrees and so on and so forth. But the skills future we are talking about are the ones that everybody gets. Like the thing. Oh, so, yeah. so it's so kind of like mm-hmm. inculcating a, yeah, the mindset. a mindset. And a, it's become, you're trying to make a, mm-hmm. a social norm for right. learning to yes. be like an enjoyable process, yes, something that yes, you can yes, do it from day one all the way yes, to, yes. to the day you. I mean, I mean that's, that's true because for now, you guys, when you graduate, you get uh, NUS credits, right? And mm-hmm. you can come back and take courses in the future when you're 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. You, all of you are welcome to come back uh, to the university and sit with all the young students. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at the back, <laughs> whatever it is, but uh, uh, you can come back and take courses, right? So it's yeah. all the universities are doing it. NTV is going to go do it soon. Uh, so it's just to make sure that, um, uh, to emphasize the point that 
you need to you need to keep on learning no? and then there are opportunities for you to do so through the skills feature or if you are already a university graduate anywhere as uss ntu all the universities now uh, are going to allow students the the alumni to come back whenever oh whenever and to take courses yeah. <laughs> yeah so you all all of you guys are going to get uh, that alumni credit awesome. so to come back and take courses so our classrooms are going to look very different because it's now it's almost all in people yeah. later on it's going to be mix hopefully you get a mix of older people going forward oh. in the future because people realize that they can come and take courses and uh, do stuff so it's going to be it's going to be a big social change in the future and if this works out obviously this works so out. from the another perspective of uh, learning like there's a lot the young generation mm-hmm. also can learn from the older yeah. generation so yeah maybe you can just touch upon that like what are some of the skills and wisdom that the young ones can learn from the old whether they be in the classroom or outside mm-hmm. and the key obviously the key thing is the older people have a lot more experience in life yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's uh, and then uh, and obviously emotional and social skills which uh, younger people need like uh, more because they they have not lived their life yet of the thing and and uh, th- i mean i don't want to st- say stereotypical things like older people are like have a lot of wisdom which is you know may not be true some <laughs> people have a lot of wisdom and others may not but there can uh, but there are obviously things because they have lived their life they know at least a few things more than younger people yeah. in terms of how to deal with people deal with social relationships those soft uh, um, soft type of issues like emotional and soft type of skills and so on and so forth which uh, uh, and they also have more time so that they to impart and so on and so forth so uh, those types of things uh, can be there in either in the classroom or outside in the work in the workplace and so on uh, the key is to recognize that the older people can also play a bigger part whether it's in the workplace whether you have a team which is a mixed age team or in the classroom whether it's a mixed age classroom and so on that each of us recognize that each of us have their own skills i think people have their own Mm-hmm. task is and then the older person has to recognize that and the older person has to has the skills and which the younger people have to recognize so it's mutual in that sense so creating that type of environment is a very difficult challenge in mm-hmm. like workplaces and so on um not just in singapore everywhere is a challenge uh with, yeah because people have different views and so on. so uh what's that that's something that could be done and uh, whether through trainings so so many countries including singapore a lot of opportunities for managers to go get trained on how to work with a mixed team how to create good teams mm. of uh, people how to get the best out of the people in this things and so on so those things are in a sense are um, teachable mm. <laughs> because it's a skill it's, it's in a sense is a skill too right so Uh, so it's also possible so we in in like for university and so on we in singapore there's a separate institute institute of adult learning i i a l institute institute for adult learners oh okay uh, but, but so suppose you want to teach adult learn adult in the sense older so there is adult but adult meaning so, but uh, if you want to teach for older students i have a book because teaching older older students are a little bit different from younger students because they have different motivations they're not so much motivated towards grades and so on right yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, have yeah. different uh, they come into class for different reasons and they have different ways of learning 
So if we're going to teach them, then you need to teach them a little bit differently because then so on. But if we're going to have a class with mix of students, yeah. sometimes I had a student who's 69 years old, <laughs> like she's from Malaysia. Oh. And, I have, and the same class, I had a student who's 24. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess so our approach is different. Yeah. yeah. And so, their motivation. Yeah. So, there was, so they, I mean, because they are, older students have a lot of things to share, younger students always feel ah, they keep on talking. Because, <laughs> because the older students, they're like this 69 year old person has been working for 40 years yeah. plus and she has a lot of things to share on the topic, not like random things. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. To, yeah. On the particular, because she had a lot of experience, yeah. right? And then they all listen and they are like, this person keeps on talking. <laughs> and I'm saying like, there are ways of teaching, right? How to manage these classrooms or manage teams with older people. There are a lot of training that we can go. As teachers, we can go. I mean, we, we, we are required to go. If you're teaching adult learners, take courses on how to teach adult learners, how to teach classroom with older people and so on. Those are the skills that might be much more important going forward because all the teams might have a lot more older people classrooms from classrooms to your workplace and therefore uh, you need to design those places uh, in, in a way that brings out the best of everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to like wrap things mm -hmm. up, uh, um, just like a final mm -hmm. remark, how do we as the younger generation, um, touching on again the fact that we are going to support a, a much, a bigger pop proportion of elderly people, mm -hmm. how do we start to take responsibility to take care of the next generation of of the older people? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad for a final remark. <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully as a society, we are much more kinder and gracious, mm. uh, much more open uh, so that so that these things can work their own way, right? Because it's very difficult for you to prepare yourself. Right? Yeah. And in a sense, uh, yeah, but if you have strong, uh, if you value uh, human beings as human beings, regardless of their age or regardless of other things, uh, if you are much more kinder to each other, if you respect each other, if you all basic human values are the things that are needed. Uh, mm -hmm. There doesn't need to be any special thing because you're dealing with older people, right? It's all basic human things like how we treat each other, right? So yeah. if you have that, yes, then yes. So then it's, it's just, just going back problem. to the roots of just treating each other well. Yeah, treating each other like all, all the religions talk about, all the values of, uh, as a society, the values that we need to have, be less individualistic, more uh, more concerned about each other in the society because we are all in the same society together. Right, so, yeah. so basic human values, I would say, <laughs> would be good. Thanks, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we, yeah. We've covered a lot of things, I believe, and we're almost exceeding. Um, we're almost reaching one hour, actually. So, uh, thank you so much for for all your insights. I think we can take a lot of uh, lessons, both as an individual and whether it's uh, or in the as a society, we can learn a lot of things and we can start preparing ourselves in, in a way to be a more gracious society and be um, be more open of um, older people coming into our lives yeah. in some sense. Yep. Th thank you very much for having me in your show. It's a, it's a pleasure. I think you guys are very smart. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, uh, then you guys are interested in the topic. So 
the future is bright. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully people will listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much right, for coming all the way to interview. Thank you so much. Yeah. So look forward to our second episode. Uh, hopefully, it'll be coming very very soon. We'll be touching more in the area of uh, maybe about elder care and how we can uh, prepare for taking care of, of the elderly. So it's kind of like a, a part two from, from, from this. Um, but uh, once again, thank you for with, thank you to my two guests, uh, Brother Amjad and Brother Faiz, and of thank course you. to uh, our esteemed speaker today, uh, Professor Domaraju. So yeah, thank you so much.